and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Hey, welcome back and thanks for joining us. Today, we're discussing gaining traction by focusing on key six components of business from the book Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gino Wickman. Um, the, the quote and takeaway for today is, I used to worry about a hundred different things. Once I learned there were six components to my business and I focused on only those, those hundred different things went away. So let's tee it up and get into it here, Steve. Yeah. I I love this book in that, and it differentiates from what we talked about last week about the business model canvas. This is components in your business that um, are really uh, the underlying reasons or definitions within your business. So as we go through each component, we'll talk about it. Um, but traction is is what you gain when you focus on the other five. So traction, which is the fifth one, it's sixth one, is what you gain when you focus on the other five. So we'll go through all five and, and give you know what Gino says about them and then our take on it, a little bit about how it relates to the business we've been involved with. Yeah, and I like to think of the uh, business model canvas as the uh, the map, and I like to think attraction as the plan of execution to the map, right? So it's the it's the things that you actually put in place. So um, let's start with the first one, Steve. It's vision. Uh, so yeah, so vision is what what Gina says. You know, what does your company look like in five, ten, or fifteen years? Um, and and it is a picture. It, it's a snapshot. It's how you see it. So uh, one of the exercises we do is, you know, sit down and draw your business. And we, we say draw, not write out a description or not, you know, articulate it in words, but actually draw it out. So I, I, I had fun with this when we started Paradigm Playbook, because what I drew out was a lot of people in the world of sports. And in my picture, and I'm not a good artist, I had, I had, <laughs> they were I, stick people, right? They were stick people, but they were walking in with football helmets or gymnastic leotards or dance uh, uniforms or baseball uniforms. And they were sitting at a table, scratching their heads, writing notes, and then walking out the other door with a briefcase looking like a business person. And it was kind of, so that's my vision. It's an educational model. Yeah. And, and I think the, the key to the vision is this is not your goal. This is not the B hag. This is not, this is not the, this is really, um, you know, the picture of, of what is it that in 15 years you look back and go, man, this is fantastic. Here's where we got. Right. Um, and it's not to be judged by the outputs and the things like that. We'll get into all that stuff. But as you go through the vision traction organizer, which is the exercise that Gino introduces in the book uh, Traction, um, all of these key components are what make up that that vision and how you get that to come to life. I, I've always believed that you need to uh, have a future version of yourself or a vision of yourself or a, an improvement model of yourself or your business, whatever it is. 
And by putting it out there, you're you're working towards that. It's something to work towards, but it's not it's not the hey, I want to have a seven million dollar business that you know is in seventeen sports. It's the idea that you know, Steve, as you put it, you have you know the the athletes walking in in their uniforms and they walk out as business people, understanding that their business is that that sport that they have. Um, and does everyone in your business see that same picture? Can everyone tell that same story? Um, and can you tell it over and over again? So, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll talk about my example of the vision was I wanted to be, um, I, I had a vision of inbound phones ringing and video conferences happening and people just interviewing my company to understand college admissions and financial planning as it pertains to college. And, and like almost, almost a, a, everybody is so concerned about it that when the message gets out that there's help with it, I just saw this massive uh, kind of snowball effect of, I don't have enough people to answer the questions that everybody has because everybody has them. Anybody that has kids has them. So that vision was like a oh, call center, whatever you want to call it, where there's just people just helping all day long families that have needs in it. So I thought that was a pretty cool vision. Yeah. And I, when I first got in, I was in the gymnastics business for, well, I'm still in the gymnastics business, but um, in the beginning, there was a picture that I saw of a gymnastic event. It was called Jim Strata. It was in Europe. And in Europe, gymnastics was part of every person's, every child's education. And they all performed in a large, giant field with thousands of kids doing very similar exercises. Um, nothing like gymnastics that you think of today. But that's the vision that I was thought, well, gymnastics is for everybody. So anyway, yeah, I think vision is important. And, you know, again, Gino makes fun. a big point that it's visual. You have to be able to, to see it. Yeah, almost close your eyes and envision, yeah. envision where you go. Uh, the next key component uh, to traction is people. And uh, in my company, we say right butt, right seat, um, right people, right seat. It's the idea that you're not having somebody whose uh, highest output and unique specific ability is in some other fashion, in some other way, doing something they shouldn't do. It's the idea that you get the right people doing the right things inside your organization. It's not just about having good people. Um, it's about having a players, all stars, the hundred percenters, the superstars doing the superstar stuff that they can do. Right. I'll, I'll use a crazy example. My business partner, our business partner, one of the other ones in the company is a phenomenal accountant. He tracks all the money. That's what he does. And he does it phenomenally well. It's something I don't have to worry about. It's something that Steve, Steve doesn't have to worry about. Um, and the reality to that is, right butt, right seat, right person doing the right job. Because if it were up to me, I, every single year we'd had to do our taxes. I'd be going back trying to figure out, well, what was that about? What do we spend? What do we do there? So again, and it goes right down the rank and file. Don't have your best customer service representative being your receptionist. Don't have your best salesperson being your technical liaison. And and if your best uh, communicator and maybe best teacher is never out talking to the parents, then maybe you're missing out on a huge customer relations opportunity. So, yeah, so I love the, the right button, the right seat. Um, and think about it in athletic terms, Dave. 
how many times have teams changed around when they moved a lineman, you know, from from guard to tight end, or yep. they they took a a halfback and made them a wide receiver, and and all of a sudden the whole team changes. So if you may just have one person in the wrong seat, but I yep. think that's something you got to work on. And it, it will have a, it will have an effect on everybody else too. So again, I think I think people are incredibly important. Um, and you know, there's two ways that I look to address people. If I know I have a very competent person in business, I either teach that person a a new talent or a new position, or I or if I if I have a very talented person that's just it's it 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 doesn't wire that way then I, I find a different place for them so that they can excel, right? Getting, it's almost getting people out uh, or getting people out of the way and getting things out of the way for those people to do what they do very well. Um, the third key component, Steve, is data. This is, this is so cool. So yeah, I manage a sales team and one of our sales meetings, we spent the first two hours watching Moneyball. And if you remember the movie Moneyball, it was all about data. Data. It wasn't about getting the top played superstars on a team. Um, you know, the the KPI that they were tracking in that, if you remember, was on base percentage. And and on base percentage, they had calculated would add more to the bottom line and more to the wins. Yep. So I don't know what your KPRs targets are. Gino uh, uses the term scorecard, but everybody should have a scorecard. And everybody should have a number and everybody should know what their number is. And we'll get into the scorecard and some of these finer points in the game plan that we do. Um, but for knowledge, this scorecard, you should be able to know the health of your business within five minutes. Mm -hmm. Look at the scorecard, scorecard, everything's on point. We're good to go. I know that I can focus on other things. The problem, if you don't have good data, you'll obsess about it. You'll, you'll be trying to figure it out. Are we doing well? Are we doing poorly? take your time and establish your scorecard. And the, the, the numbers aren't hard to keep. They're hard to get started. Yeah. So, so once you get them started and once you have a system in place, tracking, you know, in, in manufacturing, in sales business, I mean, we call them KPIs, key performance indicators. And we track what we call process goals and product goals. As we get into one of uh, Jason Selk's books, he talks about process and product goals. But process is what you do, and you need to track that as well as what results you get. So it's not yep. just how many medals you win, trophies you get. It's how many hours you rehearse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I think to the point you made, Steve, about that once you have the data that you want, it's not hard to keep track of it. Yeah. I will say it can be a challenge to actually identify the right data that actually moves the needle. What am I watching? One of the things that we watch in our business is referrals and we watch it like a hawk because referrals mean that I didn't have to market or do anything else to get that business to walk in the door. And so if we do something that moves that referral needle, I know that there's a legitimate back end benefit to the company on that. So again, yeah, it's more important than just tracking the, the end results. Yeah. Like the total end, sales. Everybody's aware of the end results. Yep. Every, every, Sports business can tell you how many kids that come through their doors on a weekly basis. Everybody knows that. Do you know how many per square foot? Do you know how many per program? Do you know how many programs they've enrolled in? How many right. times they've parlayed into another program? Yeah, how they've run? That. How long they've stayed? Things like that. So, uh, the number four key component 
is issues, challenges and opportunities and solutions around them. There's a concept called IDS, which is issue, discussion, and solution. And part of the biggest, and and we'll talk about the five dysfunctions of a team in a later episode, but the five dysfunctions of the team, one of the biggest things is conflict resolution. How do you actually bring up that there's a situation or there's an issue or challenge that we need to overcome? Um, And how do you get everybody to buy into the solution, which goes back to part of the things we were discussing with your why and your paradigm. Um, Getting that is huge. So uh, how you how you resolve conflict, whether it be a client conflict, an internal conflict with employees, whether it's a program issue or a, a timing and schedule issue, how do you create opportunities? And, and how, how you're dealing with challenges goes back to, and I if I feel like this comes up in every talk we have, Dave, is accountability. And so how you identify those challenges and opportunities goes to the accountability and the solution is all tied into accountability. Yeah, no, and and it's uh, accountability is a huge core value of one of all of my companies. I want people to be accountable, but in in order for people to be accountable, you have to give them enough to be accountable with. You can't make them report every last thing that they do. You can't micromanage accountability because then you're only as accountable as you're willing to hold people to. So it's it, give them enough rope to hang themselves. Use whatever expression you want, but the accountability is a cultural component. And it's also a reward system. So accountability can't always be just catching them doing something wrong. Catch them doing something right. So yeah. that, that's accountability as well. Let's move into five. Okay. The the fifth is process, uh, the way you're doing business. Can you articulate the way? Um, you know, Steve, we talked about in the vision or not in the vision traction organizer, sorry, in the business model canvas, um, you know, the the processes and the the nine building blocks to it. And part of that is channels, right? How do you deliver things? Well, in each of those channels, there are processes associated with all of that stuff and how you collect bills, all those processes, knowing, defining, redefining, modifying, improving standard operating procedures for processes is huge, but it starts with knowing what your actual processes are. And and I think the tone of your processes are important. We have a business that's basically built around family entertainment and that business, our process is, you know, take time to know people. So that is a big deal to us. So we probably don't process people through the front counter, through check-in as fast as others, but we know more names. We know more first names than a lot of people. So I think process is important. Yeah, and and I'll take a step further with the, the scorecard and the processes and all of this stuff. What traction enables you to do is stop worrying about the periphery. Stop worrying about the things that don't really matter, but you're making a big deal, a mountain out of a molehill when in, in, in actuality, it has no bearing on business and it's not worth the time, effort, or energy to go after it. So um, again, all of that put together creates traction. Traction is what drives things forward. So in summary, uh, what is your vision? Uh, are you the best person or do you have the best people in the right seats? What are your processes? Are they documented and communicated? Um, how are you tracking your business? What is your scorecard? What do you care about? Every single quarter, we revisit our scorecard and we add things that are based on new 
initiatives that we're doing to, to, to track it. So pay attention to what you want that end result to be and make sure your scorecard can give you that in five minutes. Um, and do you have a system for identifying, discussing, and handling issues that need resolved? Um, you know, if you're certain of all these, chances are you have traction in your business and you're on your way to making a difference in that. So uh, huge takeaways from this. We will get into rocks. We'll get into the 90-day game plans. We'll get into all of that stuff. But the basis of the vision, traction, organizer, and traction itself is understanding the six key components that make a business move forward. Um, I like the real quick, Dave. I like the idea that, that uh, Gino says traction is what keeps you moving forward. And, you know, we'll say it every week, but if you're not moving forward, you're not moving. So traction is real important. And these are five easy lessons. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Paradigm Playbook. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week when we discuss the reasons behind most failed businesses uh, inspired by the E-Myth Revisited, why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it by Michael Gerber. Thank you. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.